everybody. Um, it's me, Destiny, and um, today's podcast is going to be a little different. It's going to have more of a serious tone because we are going to be discussing the issues of racism after the incidents that have happened in America and seem to be affecting the entire world. Um, I wanted to start off by reading, <clears throat> excuse me, by reading a quote by Nina Simone which says, you get racism crossing the street. It's in the very fabric of American society, which is still true today. Um, so I wrote something and I'm going to read it because I felt like if I tried to just do it like straight from my heart, I'd probably cry and I might cry a little bit and I apologize. <laughs> so it breaks my heart that I have to come on here today to speak about something that has been weighing on me in a way that few can understand. When I say few, I mean the minorities who have to deal with the blatant disregard of their lives. This is a war that we are tired of fighting, but one that we will fight until the day we die. The mistreatment of black and brown people across the world has to stop. The idea that it doesn't exist when it clearly does isn't a narrative I'm willing to listen to anymore. The idea that this fight is something that black people alone have to take on themselves will no longer be tolerated. This is a struggle that has gone on for so long because of those in power who stand to gain a profit off the backs of the broken spirits of black and brown people and others who are not considered to be white. The hate and racism has always been there. It's just been rebranded. It still amazes me the amount of hate we receive just for being alive, just because of the tone of our skin. The conversation that needs to be had is with other white people who don't know or who think they know what is going on. There is a huge difference. There are white Americans who love to invoke the words of Martin Luther King as if he alone brought about changes we benefit from today. He was only one of the many. And while people like to think he was the majority, he was not. People like to pretend you can change the world and society created with only letting a few prosper. <clears throat> But that's simply not the truth. It can't always be a peaceful protest. You can't judge a group of people who are being killed by the very people who are supposed to protect them for fighting for their right to live. People are actually mad that looting is happening. They're telling the story as if a majority of the people who are protesting are the people who are looting. And I just want to give like a really quick uh, history lesson here. For those of you who may not know, because it actually wasn't put into the school history curriculum until this year, uh, the Oklahoma city of Tulsa, which was also known as Black Wall Street, was it was a huge riot based on an accusation of a young black male attacking a white female who actually didn't press charges because it it wasn't true. They completely destroyed that neighborhood. They, over almost 200 black people died, maybe 10 white people. They had to call in the National Guard. And the thing is, is that it's happening again. Trump wants to send in military troops to get the situation, quote unquote, under control. And what blows my mind is the fact that they've arrested hundreds of people when all they needed to do was make four arrests. And they just didn't want to do it. And that just shows 
the disregard for our lives, the fact that they're willing to put hundreds and thousands of other Americans' lives at risk because they don't want to say we fucked up, you know? So, um, anyways, I just want people to understand how important this is, and it's not just a fight for African Americans. It's not just a fight for Black people in the United States. It's a fight that we are all fighting because these injustices are happening everywhere. I experience prejudice here in South Korea. We experience prejudice in on the continent of Africa, which doesn't fucking make sense to me, you know. But it's it all started with, and I hate I hate to say it like this, but it really all started with with white people. And it continues to be an issue because of certain white people in power. And that's just, that's facts. And what we need to do is because, not because, but what we need to do is we've been fighting for a very, very long time and we're tired and we're exhausted and we need our allies. We need white allies to help us because in the U.S., the majority of people is white. I know it seems like it's like half and half, (laughs) but it's not. And so we need people who not just say they care, not just throw out MLK quotes, not just put up a black square. We need people who are willing to have this conversation with their colleagues and their friends and their family because it is obvious that we can't do this by ourselves. So... That's how I wanted to start it off. I know it was really heavy. No, that was beautiful. That was powerful. That was incredibly said, Dee. I, I like thank you for for putting that together because it, your voice is important and it deserves to be heard. And I think that with the way that things are going, with the ridiculous riots and people being beaten and shot in the streets, it's at a point now where people who do come from a background of privilege cannot just fucking do nothing. Exactly. Silence at this point is complacency, which yes. only gets people hurt. Um, so thank you. You're welcome. Destiny, because... And, and you know, that's, that's why we wanted to talk this week about yeah. this. It's, you know, for Darren and I, it's, it's difficult to talk about just because it's... It's not something that we go through or experience. Yeah. Right? Like, I know you, you had a couple questions for us, Dee, and in place of our... Usual shit. Let's actually talk about something that matters. So, Destiny, can you what, what questions do you have for so us? So, my first question is: Have you ever, have either of you ever experienced like a form of racism or prejudice that you've like blatantly felt like you were being victimized or attacked because of your skin tone? I think the only I I, I had to put a lot of thought into trying to think thinking of an answer because like my first instinct is no like just just never i've never had that happen um the only experience that i I do actually feel was here while i was in korea and it wasn't necessarily because i was white it was just because i was foreign Mm. right and that's when um there was the uh second coronavirus kind of fear happening um and uh Although it was a Korean man who was infected because it was happening in a foreigner area, everyone immediately just assumed, oh, it's foreigners who are spreading it. And, you know, like at our my place of work and, and yes. on social media, everyone was cracking down on 
foreigners, and uh, I definitely walked into an elevator a couple times, and I've had people get out of the elevator, and I could see that they were just waiting for another elevator because they just didn't want to be in the elevator with me. How did that make you feel? It made me feel terrible. It made me feel, like, unwelcome, and it made me feel like, oh, this is not a place where I, I, I am allowed to be. It, it made me feel like, like, all this, despite me living here for a while now, and I know some people want to make this their home who are foreigners, um... Yeah, it makes you feel like, yeah, like I'm I'm not wanted at all, and uh, people are just gonna make these assumptions about me that are just not true. Right, based on. Based based on the way I look, yes. based on who I am. What about you, Matt? Um, for me, and like I I want to, I'm trying to think of how to say this. The easy answer is no, right? The more complicated answer is I don't know if it's ever happened, and I just haven't realized. Because I don't know if it was ever an issue of it being me being a foreigner or whatever else. There's certain situations where I was just like, yeah, like that person was an asshole. Oh, well. And for me, I never even stopped to think about that it could have been because yeah. of my skin color. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's, that's and again, like that's coming from a place of privilege. Right. Because for me, it was it was just the, like, oh, that person was a dick. Oh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever happened. Right. Like you that taxi drive, like- that taxi driver took five left turns instead of taking a right, like, he's obviously running the meter. But for me, it wasn't ever a question. It's like, it's because of my skin color. Yeah, you don't even have to make that assumption. And that's what I mean. And that's what's so fucked up. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I've never, I don't think I've ever experienced it because any experience that I would have had feels so fucking, like, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like it's, it's, not that like any racism okay is okay, but you know what I mean. Like it's just, especially seeing and and constantly hearing over the course, like, like over all of Trump's presidency, essentially, because yes. this is when it's gotten just more and more in the forefront. Not to say that it wasn't happening before, right. but it's getting more brazen and it's getting more. It feels like it's more accepted. Well, exactly. yes, because the president himself says things, tweets things that make it seem like he also. Yeah doesn't care. Yeah. Our leader you know? says it's okay, so it's got to be it's okay It's got to be okay. So that's what I mean. For me, like, I've never stopped to think about a situation that I was like, that person treated me badly because of my skin color. Yeah. I've never had to think about it. Because even in my example of this thing happening in Korea, even despite that, even me being a foreigner, people still have it worse than me because I'm white. Because, like, being in Korea, it's like being white is... Uh, in terms of being a foreigner, being whites accept is like, oh, that's good. Well, yeah, it's the white savior complex. Yeah. Like when you, when I was applying for jobs here and I was working with recruiters, I was told straight up by my recruiter that it's white female, then white male, <laughs> then black male, then black female, and then <laughs> Asian because they don't want Asian. Yeah teachers because they live in Asia right, so, so they yeah. don't feel like they want someone that feels they, they like want a someone that feels like a foreigner and I just thought it was amazing the fact that um they were that upfront about it no not that they were that upfront about it that even even though I have the credentials and the experience I was still being judged like I wouldn't be here unless I had the degree mm-hmm. you know well, but I was still being judged on the fact that Oh, well, the parents really don't want a black teacher. Yeah. And I just, I was like, but why? 
Mm-hmm. Like, where mm-hmm. is that coming from? What yeah. prejudice do they have against? Yeah, you're just as American as all the other American exactly foreigners coming in. Yeah, so that's so that's what I mean. For me, like, it's just it's a place of privilege, and that, and that's just there's no fucking sugarcoating it. Like, that's just what it is, right? Like, I've never had to think about it in terms of like somebody being that way to me, so I've never thought about it. Right. Obviously, seeing it happen outside of that, of course, but mm-hmm. like, it's I can't say. It's ever happened to me in a way that has made me feel like, shit, that's what that was. And I think that's amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys are so lucky. Because even if something happens to me, like, my, not even my first thought is, is that what it is? Like, I have to think about it. Yeah. But whenever I tell, like, someone in my family, like, this is happening, like, at my job, they immediately ask me. Because they grew up during, like, when Jim Crow um, laws were in place where there was a lot of segregation where they still had separate schools. Right. Their first question is, do you think they're doing it because you're black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like most of the time it is right. Like when I really, and it's because I really don't want to feel that way. I really didn't mm-hmm. want to feel that way here. Mm-hmm. But, um, at one of my jobs and I won't say which one, but yeah. at one of my <laughs> jobs, I'm, I worked really hard and, I was known to be like a really good teacher and they wanted me to stay. And so I said, okay. And when you say stay, you mean like renew your contract? Renew my contract. And it was, I wanted to go, but they really wanted me to stay. So you would think if someone really wanted you to stay, they would put in the effort to get you to stay, right? Of course. And then I found out that like another person that I was working with who wasn't, I I was the only black person at my job. Another person I was working with was offered um, a contract and who had been there less than me, but was offered more than me. Wow. And I know, like, I can't even explain, I can't go into full details because it would be giving away too much information. Yeah, of course. But I was extremely upset do you know what I mean because it was like we want you to stay we want you to take on more responsibility but we're not gonna pay you what you deserve what you deserve right you know but with the other person who wasn't black there was no question of course like well like they didn't even have to ask that was the thing they didn't even have to fucking ask I had to ask. Right. They're just like, this is the level we start at. Yeah. And then they wanted to try to negotiate. And I was just like, no. Done. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Like any workplace that even wants to start to try to treat you like that. You know what I mean? Because they're they're literally just trying to be like, what is the lowest we can pay you for doing the most amount or the best work? Yes. Because of your skin color or because of your gender. Yes. Where being a black woman just makes everything that much more difficult, especially in a situation like that. Yes. How, what, is the, what is the least we can pay you to keep you? Which exactly. is like, what the fuck? Why would you do that to someone you consider to be such an asset yeah. Yeah. to your business? Exactly. And it's because they feel that they can get away with it. Yeah. Because they see it in the media. Mm-hmm. Because there's this like idea that if you are black, you are worth less. So we can pay you less. You're not as educated, you know, like yeah. it's like they treat you like animals. And that goes into like back 
like a long time ago when they would use slaves to practice medicine on without giving them any anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're black and, you know, Negroes don't feel as much pain. And, you know, that idea, that fucking idealism that we don't feel it as much pain, that we don't go through the same things is still prevalent in the healthcare system today. Yeah. That's insane. It's, it's, it's really sad. One of the things that I found out is that more black women who have babies in the U.S., their percentage of death of not making it after they have the baby is almost twice as high as white women. Why? Because wow. they just give them less medicine or something? Because like There are a lot of reasons why. That they crazy. don't give them the attention that they should based on archaic ideas. That's about black people in general. Right. So, I mean, there's just a lot. And I, there's a lot. And you guys are, like, being educated on just, like, the tip of the iceberg, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, I really appreciate, Matt, that you were, like, Destiny, let's use our platform for this, you Mm -hmm. know? Because I was scared at first because I knew it was going to be, like, really emotional and draining. And I have just been feeling it all week, like more intensely than usually. But this is something that I always internalize. It is the way, it is the reason why I work the way I work. It is the reason why I live the way I live. And it's hard to explain to people like how it is. Like people are like, why are you not as friendly at work? Blah, blah, blah. Because at work, I have to work. Yeah. You know, like I can't make the same mistakes as my white counterparts and get away with it. I know that for a fact. Yeah. Yeah, they'll they'll pick you on it. They way will quicker. immediately fucking pick me on. Well, that and it's going to be like a much bigger deal. Yes. Than if I were to make the same mistake if that you were. Yes. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it would be like the mentality that's like you should feel lucky to have what you do have. You know what I mean? Yes. Like this idea that like, oh, we're going to pay you this much. You're lucky to have that much. Like, yeah. Yeah. How? How? And like, so Destiny, well, like, what I wanted to ask you is that like, for. For me, just from like an an outsider's perspective, because for me, like not being American, not being black, like seeing all this going on and I've been following it like constantly online. Right. How does it feel not being home for all this? Because you're you're, you know what I mean? Like you're not you're separated, not by choice at this point. Right. Between the virus and everything that's going on, you can't go home. Right. And how how what does that feel like? Because as frustrated as I'm feeling seeing all this happening, I can only imagine how much more you're feeling it. So, like, how does it feel to be away from all this? I'm really scared for my family. Um, I'm really, especially the men in my family, Mm -hmm. because they're getting murdered left and right, right and left. Like, it's just, and the fact that I know that I, when I go back, I could be driving and I could get pulled over and I might say something and it might even might not even be rude. But if the cop construes it as rude or if I'm talking back, the minute it flips in his head, that could be the end of my life. Yeah. 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 I, I, I saw a really powerful post on uh, social media of um, someone in the protest with a sign. And it's like the last words of black people who were murdered by police and the a lot of just like yeah can't breathe or like please don't shoot but then the last one was i love you because i think it was someone on the phone 
just saying that and all of a sudden they're shot. Yeah. Like that's sickening. That 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 that's seems to be just so accepted. Or like people aren't accepting it, but I mean like within the system. No, but the, I think I think they train it's not even I think they train. I know they train police officers that to to think of black people as aggressive. Um I had this conversation with a mutual friend and it, there was the narrative of the mad black woman or the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. And like there are a lot of people <clears throat> who just believe that, you know? And like I know you guys are like destiny you're strong and and this and this, but there are people who think of those qualities, those attributes mm-hmm. as angry and aggressive forceful or, yeah. and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And the one that it fucking gets me, and like you've asked me too many times, D, is like, am I a bitch? It's like, no. And like, it, it fucking hurts that you even have to think about yourself in that way. If, if I bet like, if you were a white man saying the exact same thing, you'd be celebrated. No, no one would be batting an eye no. at, at the things that you say. They wouldn't be. But I know that like it comes across that way. Mm-hmm. I know it comes across that way at work. You know, like even if I'm just serious and doing the job, like it comes across that way. Or I am pretty sure that almost everybody at work has this idea that I am that black woman. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the stereotypical black woman. And um, it doesn't upset me. What upsets me is like when I'm with my friends Mm -hmm. and I'm afraid that they think those negative things about me, you know, cause I just never fucking know. I yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think society has this very skewed view of black people and that is what's fucking us over. Mm-hmm. And those who don't have the skewed view and still continue to fuck us over. Well, that's a completely different problem. Right. Yeah. I was, um, I watched a documentary, um, called 13th. Mm-hmm. It was on Netflix. It was a really interesting documentary. And yeah, that's one of the things that they talk about is that like live, they have live recorded phone calls of so many politicians being like, oh, we put these laws in place and we say it's about, oh, like economics or we say it's about like crime and stuff like that. But Rem recorded actually saying, but no, really, we know that yes. bl- whites will be less affected than blacks by that's this what, law. It's called redlining. One of the laws is called redlining, and they found out that it's still put into place in some areas where um, when black people, like my grandparents, would try to get loans for homes, they would be denied. So they would, the only things that they could afford were in these areas that were, quote unquote, not fit for development. Right. Right. So that in turn means that those areas are poor. The schools are poor. They're not getting as much. So when you do something like that, people result to doing what they can to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then there was the push of drugs into our neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And I watched this movie, and I can't remember what it was called. And it, it's funny, but it's not funny. But the guy said, how many black people do you know at that time own planes to fly down to South America to get cocaine and all these drugs? <sighs> And then bring it back yeah. to our neighborhoods. It's funny because it's fucking true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like, where did the drugs come from? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Black people are not bringing it into their neighborhoods. No. Someone else is. Yes. And then there's this idea that we're lazy. 
where there and then people would bring up what about black on black crime literally every race every group of people have killed each other in some sort of way it is not just black people the difference is is that when a black person kills another black person and gets caught they get sent away to jail for a very fucking long time Right. right but when officers or other white people kill black people like they don't they don't. They just don't. No. It's well, rare that they get, like, life sentence or a death penalty or anything like that. I mean, up until, like, the 1950s, in certain areas, black people were still getting lynched. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys know the story of Emmett Till, but Emmett Till was a 14-year-old boy who lived in Chicago, and he went down to the South to visit his family. He was in a store, and the woman was white. The store who worked at the store was white, and she claimed that he whistled at her. Oh, my God. And they found him. They went to his grandparents' home, found him, drug him out, beat him to death, killed him, and put his body in the river. And that's actually the catalyst for why Martin Luther King, he was already preaching, but yeah. it was the main catalyst for the civil rights push. Yeah. Um, if you look it up, his mother decided to have an open casket so okay. you could see his mutilated body and what they had done to him. Jesus Christ. So... There's just a lot of things that have happened um, in U.S. history. There are a lot of lynchings that we don't even know about. Right. Mm -hmm. We have pictures of it. Yeah. You know, so when people want to talk about black people being violent and angry, they have a reason to Mm -hmm. be violent and angry. Mm -hmm. When people want to come to me and say, oh, well, they shouldn't be looting and they shouldn't be burning down buildings. I'm not saying they should, but I understand because If a cop or a white person, like, for example, George Zimmerman is out there signing bags of Skittles. Yeah. Let me just tell you something. Wait, wait, what do you mean? He's actually, like, signing? Yes, he's actually autographing bags of Skittles for white people who come up and ask. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you, if someone in my family were to die in an unjust way, and I burnt down a fucking auto zone, do you think I would care? Yeah. I would want the world to be on fire because the people who are supposed to be protecting us aren't doing shit. And the justice system is failing us. There is no reason why George Zimmerman should have been let go. No. There's absolutely no reason. This boy was walking from a convenience store with a bag of Skittles and an Arizona tea, Mm -hmm. and they fucking let that man go. No, everyone, everyone talks about, oh, the stand your ground law, but nobody seems to care that, you know, the stand your ground law is supposed to work both ways. Yes. It's like, oh, George Zimmerman was using stand your ground against uh, Trayvon Martin. But it's like Trayvon Martin should have the exact same right to have stand your ground. Like Not even that. There was a black woman. I can't remember her name. She wanted to use that law in her case because her boyfriend was abusive. Mm-hmm. So she shot up into the air. She didn't even shoot at him. And they wouldn't let her use stand the stand your ground. Your ground. She didn't even kill him. She didn't even shoot yeah. at him. Well, I think part of the fucking problem is that I think that the justice system is just inherently built to be racist. Then that's yeah. the problem, right? Like, it's yes. not, I don't think there's an issue of it's failing. I think it's working no, the way it's, that it's fucking supposed it's to be. It's built to be racist. Well, and like, I mean, you see videos. Like, there's like, hop on any social media platform right now, but like, Twitter is, is the most prevalent just because of how quickly these things are happening. There are videos of cops running into civilians with cars. The yes, protesters. In New York. There are videos of cops beating 
there's a video of a, a cop beating a black man and holding him down to the ground and running up and putting his baton into the black man's hand to get fingerprints on it so that he can spin the narrative that he was the one that got violent. There's fucking videos and pictures of white people with massive fucking guns standing on top of game stops and walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And the fucking cops are walking with them. They're celebrating together. There's, they're taking pictures together. Can you imagine for a fucking second if, a, if it had been a black man standing on top of oh. a fucking GameStop with an AR? We like, already know. Mm-hmm. We already know the narrative. And that's that and, that, and that's what I mean. It's just like, what the fuck is this duality? Like, it's 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 insane. And like, all of this is happening. And like, cops are instigating. There's plenty of pictures and videos of them literally setting up the fucking. Uh, like the brick areas yes. so that they can start so that they can have undercover cops go in and start the fucking riots yes. and then blame the protesters. Yes. There's fucking there's there's a there's a Twitter account that's literally chronicling what fucking armband cops in New York are using every day for their undercover things. Like they had a white green like uh, like yeah. and they're in civvies, they're in clean clothes. Yeah. And they're and they're going and they're joining these riots or joining the protests and instigating violence yes. and then booking it and being like, look, the fucking protesters did it. The black people did it. Yeah. yeah, Cause like, yeah, you, you mentioned destiny about people, like people coming and saying like, Oh, rioting, like looting and, and like people talk about looting and people talk about like burning things down. And that's not even a full truth. No, because they've already linked a lot of looting in different areas to white supremacy groups. Yes. Doing the looting. Yeah. Yes. They've already linked certain Twitter uh, Antifa accounts to white supremacy Did you groups. see? Did you fucking... I posted this. Did you see that video of this white woman? She's walking out of a store, obviously stealing, and the fucking newscaster says, well, maybe she's an employee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. I didn't see that. Did you There's see- no way. If that had been a black person, look at that fucking looter, blah, 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 blah. There, maybe she's a fucking yeah. employee. What, what employee would go to their looted job to pick and, yeah, and like, walk out. Yeah, I'm gonna need this for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. or the fucking <laughs> bullshit is that? Or the fucking video uh, of the of the white guy who drove his truck into a group of protesters, <laughs> and he was let go. And literally, the reason that the police said that he was let go is because he only did it because he was frustrated with what was going on. Yeah. Oh my god. There was another guy who fucking literally drove into a fucking area, like a area full of protesters, jumped out. With the fucking bow and arrow. Yes, and got his ass beat and then said that it was two black guys who beat him up because he yelled at all lives matter. Yeah, and then said that it was that the fact that he was the one that's suffering and that people should have pity on him mm-hmm. charging in with a fucking bow and arrow. Like, what the fuck was he going to do with that? Like, people There's only are, one answer. People like, are insane. And the thing is, is that you're right. Um, America was never built to be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just that's just point blank. It was never built to be inclusive. They basically murdered, raped and pillaged the native people of the land. Mm-hmm. And black people were not brought over as friends. No. Yeah. That's just it. They weren't brought over as friends. But that should not still be part of our narrative today. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the problem. Like we are we've been so integrated right now. Like we're not going back to Africa. No. You know yeah, what I mean? Know. Yeah. So, like, let's just chill on all that bullshit. But the thing is, is that it's not just your everyday white person. It's people who hold power, who are, like, in charge of certain things. And they 
don't want us to succeed. They also don't want poor white people to succeed. And having a divided country is easier than having a unified country. That's why, you know, know, the people in power currently right now are trying to fight like, oh, no mail-in ballots, like trying to increase like the registration requirements for voting because the they know the majority of the population does not support them. So the only way they can win is by rigging the system. Yeah. And, and the thing is, and, and the thing that's just wild is that they're just doing this in broad daylight. You know what I mean? It's not like they're fucking, you know, House of Cards, Frank Underwood doing shit behind the scenes. They're doing this out in broad fucking di- daylight. Yeah. And they're met with support. Bro, when he said, when Trump came out with alternative facts, yeah. I knew it was over. Yeah. When they were literally calling his lies alternative facts, yeah. I was like, are you, how? Yeah, how, how, do yeah. You, how do you even like, it's so ridiculous that there's no way to argue against it. Yeah. Because you're like, that's just wrong. Like, yeah. that's all you can say. It's yeah. like, that's just wrong. It's just fundamentally not true. Yeah, like, there's, there's no fucking wiggle room. Like, yeah. there's not like it's a difference of opinion. And there's no way to convince them that because they don't care. They don't care. No, and that's the thing. It's and not, that's the problem. Yeah. They yeah. don't care. And it won't be, fi- the, I hate to say it, but the problem won't be fixed until more white people start caring. Because, mm-hmm. trust me, bra- black and brown people fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. It is not us that doesn't care. Yeah. Right? So, the majority needs to start caring because the minority has been fighting for a very long time. Yeah. So, Destiny, what I want to ask then, and like, I like, so outside of the things, okay, no, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to start with you. Sorry. Darren, no, okay. I'm going to ask you, mm-hmm. what should we be doing? Because the problem is, is that like, in things that I'm seeing, especially online, and like, I'm going to ask you the same question as Destiny after, but I want to know because the more that I've, because the more that I've read into it and the more that I've like just looked into a lot of, black and, and people of color, like, voices talking about this online, right? Like, they're getting messages from white people being like, can you talk to my kids to help them understand racism? And it's just like, it shouldn't be on you, Destiny. Yeah. It's not on us. It's yeah. If you can message somebody online to ask them that, then you can do the research yeah, yourself, yourself. And to do it. And it's better coming from you mm-hmm. than it is coming from some stranger online or so and the, friend of the family online yeah. and that's what i mean like so that's why i'm backpedaling immediately because darren i want to ask you what should we be doing as as yeah. as white men literally there is nobody who has it fucking better on the ideological scale of fucking purity let's fucking call it like <laughs> like what the fuck like what should we be doing um i think that uh, i mean a big problem is like something that you were saying is like well you know nothing's going to really change until white people get involved more. So I think a big thing is to try and donate to groups, donate money Mm -hmm. to groups that are trying to fight for this. Yeah. Because I'd like to think that if you have, I mean, at least from, I am an outsider too. I'm not American. So uh, from the outside looking in, it looks like a lot, like money is power. So if you can create a lobby group big enough to hit their bank accounts, Mm -hmm. It seems to be like the only thing that you can really do to make a difference. I, I, I think that, you know, people protesting right now is the right thing, too. Um, but I have a hard time figuring out what to actually do. I'm, I don't know. Uh, that's all I can think about is donating to uh, groups that are currently trying to fight it to try yeah. and help them financially and get I, an edge. And I, I agree with you. I also think that something that we need to be doing is talking about it yes because that's what i was gonna like, say because like, the thing is it's like a conversation about it having a conversation about it but also just arguing it 
when shit happens that's just not okay. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, like, if something happens in front of you, definitely fucking say something and, about yeah. it. And like, and that's what I mean, right? Like, it's it's easy to fucking p- toss a black photo online, right? Yeah. And like, and that's that that's very easy. But like, that's so empty without anything behind it. If you're going to do that, donate. If you're going to do that fucking have these conversations and get loud because the thing is and like for me and I something that I struggled with leading up to me posting about it and me donating was I and and it's one of my issues with just the podcast as well is because of my own insecurities and shit I have a hard time being vocal online and the thing is and like the more I stewed on it and the more I was just like it doesn't fucking matter because at this point not saying anything isn't helping whatsoever it's hurting yeah because then again this idea of the angry black person the crazy black lady right like all 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 that get all that happens with us being quiet is this idea gets fucking carried forward right mm-hmm. it's the angry pat black people that are rioting it's the angry black people that are loud online fuck that and like if if we're not the ones to stand up and argue alongside you and to, and to mm. fucking fight alongside, literally nothing will ever fucking change. Mm. Can I say something really quick? Mm. So from a personal experience, and I just want you guys to think about this moving forward, like, because something happened where someone did something and I thought it was slightly racist, but I was the only one who said anything. Do okay. you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. I actually don't. I, I don't know if Matt was there. Matt was, I thought he was there. If he wasn't Regardless, there. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Moving forward, like, if you see something like that, that's a time that you can speak up and say something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were there, actually. Okay, tell me off air what it was, because I just might not remember. Yeah. If you see someone saying, because at that point where you're talking about where they were like the angry black woman and they're the angry black person and da-da-da-da, I felt like at that time, I was the only one and I felt really alone Mm -hmm. because I'm the only one who spoke up. Everybody else was quiet. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I came across as like this angry person. And because nobody else said anything, that person thought she's overreacting Mm -hmm. when that wasn't the case. Like, and all of you knew it was wrong, you know, but I was the only one who said anything. So I'm saying like moving forward, if you see Mm -hmm. that happen, like standing up for your Black friends standing up for, you know, because yeah. just not saying anything. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am, I am really sorry about that. That's okay. If it, if it because is you what didn't I, think about it, but now that yeah. we're having this conversation, yeah. I can tell you. Yeah. You know? And like, if it is what I think it is trying to think back, then like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it was just one of those things that it's just, again, non-confrontation doesn't help. Yeah. Right. It literally doesn't do anything but carry on the same ideas yes so you're right and i'm sorry no and you know what i mean no i know i know but still so again so do you and i have talked about it as, as to what we think that we should be doing is there anything else that something we may have missed anything that we should be doing that we haven't considered or something more nuanced that just because coming from a place of privilege we haven't realized or haven't thought about but what else i know that like because it doesn't affect you directly because it's happening in the U.S., it doesn't mean that it's not happening in Canada as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know it could be exhausting, right? Like, it's exhausting for me, but I feel like I need to keep posting and I need to keep telling people what to do. And I don't want it to seem like it's just my fight. And you guys are aware that it's not just my fight, but 
after we leave here today, I hope that you're more vocal without being prompted to be vocal, you know, Mm -hmm. like just speak on it because it is affecting your black friends. It is affecting your friends of color, Mm -hmm. you know, because those are our people out there dying. Yeah. So just have those conversations. Donating is great, but people need to be heard and they need to hear it from, they would, they're more open, white people are more open to hearing it from other white people yeah. mm-hmm. than they are from us. Mm. Yeah. And I think part of the problem is, is this like if they already have that ideal built into them that it's, you know, people of color and black people are lesser, then why, why would they want to listen? Also, why care? It's not exactly, going to affect yeah. my life. Um, you know, like, I'm still going to be fine. And that's, and not, that's not a good way it's not. to live life. I mean, you're supposed to be helping your fellow man. And you're supposed to be helping, you're like, your people. Like, yes. we're, we're, we're living on this planet together, and we should be helping each other. So and not just worrying about, like, oh, that's not my problem. Yeah, because, like, Trudeau, who is the Prime Minister of Canada, has gone on basically mm-hmm. saying that, like, there is still a lot to fix in Canada. And there is, right? Like, I mean, we saw a lot of ugly takes and a lot of shitty things happen when Corona was starting back home, right? Like people from, you know, people who are Asian were treated worse because they were like, we're seen as carriers of the dyes by racist, stupid fucking white people. Yeah. And like, that's part of the thing. And I'm just trying to find the statistic here. Cause it was just a couple days ago that like, while, like while all of this was, was starting, there was actually a report that came out online basically saying that people in like black people in Toronto are much more likely to be shot by cops than white people are. And again, oh, yeah. it's, it's just sending the same fucking thing. But again, like you're 100% right. This is not like it's loud in the States now because it seems to be there on an administrative, executive, fucking judicial level. And not to say that it isn't in Canada. It's just right now the spotlight's on America, right? Well, it happens a lot more in America. And I think that's yeah. that's the issue. And like, I, like something that like that fucking baffles me, too, is that like. This argument of of gun reform, and I, I don't want to go down that path right now, but like this idea, the, a lot of the people who defend the was the Second Amendment, right, to, to the right to bear arms, always use the argument that like we're we're keeping our guns in case the government tries to fucking do anything to us. What's your argument now? This is literally what it is. You people were fucking complaining about wearing masks and staying inside, and there were massive protests when people were sick and dying, but the cops didn't do anything. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got shot. Nobody got tear gassed. Here a few weeks later, literally a few weeks later. Becky and Karen want to get their hair done. Yeah, <laughs> like fucking, and here just a few weeks later, people, people are, are actually- about somebody's life who was lost yeah. unjustly, and the cops are fucking shooting people with rubber bullets. They're arresting uh, news anchors. They're yeah. just, you know? But that's because- there's also this mentality amongst cops. It's like a brotherhood. You know yeah. what I mean? The cops look out for cops. It's, it's like. a blue line. That's what it's referred to, right? So, it's the blue line. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, the other topic that we wanted to talk about today was, because this is a gaming podcast as well, <laughs> was black characters in video games and why you don't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I wanted to ask a question really quickly because the information I got was like posted from 2019. But in Smash Ultimate, are there really no black characters? 
No, let there me, aren't. I was gonna say, let me just look through my there data are bank over mind. Seventy something there characters are in there, and not not one black no. character. Nintendo, you need to do better. Yeah, Nintendo. Not. I don't think Nintendo's. I don't think Nintendo's made a single black character. They have. Have they? They have. Who have they made? There's there, there's the sisters in Splatoon. One, one of the of sisters. One in of the Splatoon. sisters. And I'm trying to think. And you know what's well, really... One of the sisters, like, with those... Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever, one of the... So the first I don't, two I don't play sisters. Splatoon, that's why I don't know. The first Splatoon, there were sisters. The second Splatoon, they were not sisters. Okay. Just and, like, people. so, we... Destiny, we talked about having this conversation, right? About <laughs> yeah. black representation in, in, in video games. And it really... I was like, this is going to be easy. You know what I, I mean? I know you thought it was You know what I mean? Easy. I was like, this is going to be a conversation that, like, of course I'm going to be able to think of shit. And the only one that stood out to me, and I guess just because of recency bias, Spirit. was Spirit, right? Yeah. And then, obviously, the other one that I always go to is... Lee from, Lee from The Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. And like yeah. I literally have to sit there and be like, why can't I think of more? Because so there's not that many. Why can't I think of more? <laughs> they're like, not actually, that many. <laughs> but why? That's what I mean. They didn't think black characters would sell games. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't create any black characters in games. But the characters they did create, they based them off of the same old racist stereotypes for entertainment uh athletes Mm. so back a long time ago you guys know like when black people started to make like a lot of money it was usually like boxers like they would get beat to shit yeah you know what i mean or um basketball anything that a black person could do for a source of entertainment yeah so then the games that came out like the first black character was from a game called Heavyweight Champ in 1976, which was created by Sega. Um, in 1979, there was a black character in the game called Basketball for the Atari. Um, and it just goes to show that they didn't think black people were bankable unless it was something that coincided with their physical attributes. Right. Um, and I'm just going to go through and name a couple of more yeah. games. Um, uh, Daily Thompson's Decathlon was in 1984, which was like obviously a racing game um, based off of a real racer. Mm. Uh, Frank Bruno's Boxing was in 1985. Punch Out, mm. 1987. Doc Lewis was a main feature in it. Yeah. He was a trainer. Not to mention those terrible characters of black people that they had in the game, which borderlines on slightly racist satire. Mm -hmm. Um, Sega had a game called Quartet. One of the characters that you could play, his name was Edgar. He was a black super soldier. Um, In 1986, there was a game called Cyborg, which was the main character, not to be confused with Cyborg from Teen Titans. Uh, They later renamed it Mandroid, which sounds terrible. And 1990 was a huge uh, change for black characters in games because that's when Moonwalker came out with uh, Michael Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. based right. on his little movie. Um, it was a small, it was yeah, a short movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this, a lot more famous African Americans got their own games because the movie industry wanted to jump in on video games. Right. So you had Beverly Hills Cop, um, which was Axel Foley played by Eddie Murphy. Um, then you had Michael Jordan and Shaq, which they still incorporated sports, but they were fighting evil. Okay. But, right. like, they were still basketball yeah. players fighting evil. Shaq-Fu and everything. Yeah, fucking Shaq-Fu. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, black characters 
became more prominent as they started to pull from comics. So you had things like Spawn, Shadow Man, uh, Blade, Black Panther, Still Waiting on the Storm movie, Marvel. <laughs> Um, but streets, it isn't Streets of Rage too. Right? Streets of Rage, also with Skate, and then the first guy. But I don't know if he was black. He just has a dark skin tone. Uh, let me double check. Um, and I Adam. Adam, but he doesn't look black to me. It's like they just took a white character and darkened his skin. But Skate actually looks like a little black kid on roller skates. I'm looking into it. Keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll chime back in once I've right, ascertained so, the. What I was going to say is it isn't enough just to drop a black character in a game, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just about being black. Like, being black is a culture within itself. Yeah. So... Sorry, very quickly, mm-hmm. to just answer your question. Okay. Um, Adam Hunter is black. He's actually Skate's older brother. Ah! Oh, okay. Nice. Um, and they don't look anything alike. Yeah, that's just... I'm just pulling from the streets like, of rage. See, if you look at him, he does not... Well, I guess he looks black right there, but yeah. that's a redrawn character. That's, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's from Street Four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was, apparently, his fighting style is, like you said, boxing. Yeah. And apparently he was a police officer. Nice. There you go. Nice. So, sorry, back to you. Oh, it's okay. Um, So, um, I wanted to ask you guys this question. Now, when you think of black culture, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? You can have three words. What three words come to mind when you think of black culture? Oh. I will not judge you. <laughs> For me, it's music. Okay. Music would be my first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was about to use a very wrong word because I was going to say like, like barbecue, but I almost said cookout, which is... <laughs> <laughs> no, cookout's fine. But I always think of... The fucking KKK. That's oh, what I mean. That's no. yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. I almost. So for me, it would be music, mm-hmm. barbecue. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the word I'm gonna use. And and this is gonna be really stupid. Okay. Maybe not really stupid, but let me find a better fashion. That's fashion. what I'm gonna go with. Okay. Fashion, because if I always think of, especially now when I think of black, like like. Black people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my mind goes to the Luke Cage series a lot, especially okay. because of how it jumped through different time periods at different points and just seeing different kinds of black fashion. And for me, it was always a stupid thing. Like, when you asked me a question <laughs> before about, like, what hairstyle would I want? Yeah. Afros are just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a stupid thing, but afros are just so cool. And so for me, yeah, music, barbecue, and fashion. Fashion. Mm. Okay. Darren? I, I really don't think I have a good answer for this. No, go. I... Do you have one? One? I mean, like, basically what Matt said. Okay, that's fine. I won't push you on it. Your face is red. All right, so um, that's basically the things that they pulled for them when they made video games. Right. Mm-hmm. Not, obviously not cookout. Yeah. And, but fashion. And music. music, and, music yeah. and, like, athleticism. Mm-hmm. So in the 90s, rap was becoming pretty big. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they started making games that revolved around rap rap music music. right (laughs) so um they wanted the music scene actually wanted to jump on the cessation and felt it would be a good way to include black people and to get black gamers to play games right um i don't know if it was simply like just to make more money or if they just thought that's what black gamers wanted to see but a majority of black gamers play sports games uh football Mm -hmm. uh, basketball. basketball yeah 
things like that. Um, a game that tried to do this, well, that tried to bring in black culture, and I'm just going to read what I wrote, was Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. While I still have... San Andreas or... Yeah. Just, yeah. While I still have some issues with the game and how black characters are portrayed, it only focuses on a small part of what it is to be black. Uh, basically, it's like they watched a bunch of black 90s drama yeah. and um, people living in the quote-unquote hood and ghetto. And while a lot of people love this game, I find it exploits a real situation that affects blacks in certain cities then and currently. Mm-hmm. Um, while you may argue the movies do the same thing, I think the difference is the movies are trying to tell a story to educate people, yeah. while this is a game that wants to entertain yeah. people. I also think part of the inherent issue with GTA is just how... like. I've never finished a story in GTA. Really? Never. Never once. Not one of the GTAs that I like finished a story mode because it's so quick just to turn around on that game and just start killing people and blowing shit up. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Yeah, I think what's interesting about GTA specifically too is because the the developers try really, really hard to try and like depict American culture, but they're always trying to pick like a very like satirized version and whether it works or not is like totally up for debate. And And the developers... Are Scottish. Yeah. They're not American. Yeah. So they're like, I, I know 100% that's what you just said is like what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, I think they did a great job with Bully. Mm-hmm. But I think for GTA, the, the thing is, is that I have a problem with white developers or white producers or white directors or white writers mm-hmm. writing black characters without any input, like mm-hmm. real input yeah. from black voices. Right. Um, so anyways, most black characters in video games were either connected to some sort of sport or terrible stereotype, uh, that gave a negative impression of black people in general. We are either athletes or thugs in most video games with little to no character development. Sports and fighting games seem to be where you'll find a majority of black characters even to this day. Mm -hmm. While more effort is being put into incorporating black characters, we still have a long way to go. It's a systematic issue where only about 1% to 2% game devs are actually black themselves. If we want better representation in games, then we need people in the industry who can represent us and tell our stories properly. Nice. Um, Some characters to note that were created specifically for a game franchise. uh, Coltrane was one of them, for example. From uh, uh, Gears of War? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Barrett. And a lot of other characters... Uh, okay, so my, I have a whole issue with Barrett and Coltrane. I hate the big, black, angry, black guy stereotype. stereotype. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And that was one of my issues. Like, as soon as I started playing Final Fantasy with you, I was done with yeah, Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. I was just like, just what like, the fuck is this? Super you know? angry, super aggressive. Super angry and aggressive, just all, for no reason, yeah. just screaming. Yeah. That's also something that I don't like. And I wish Japanese people would stop. Yeah. doing that yeah you know but um yeah that's that's all i had to say about that well t- to kind of hop on to that destiny um i've been doing a bunch of research and i'm actually going to pull uh from this twitter thread hold on let me find it again i just lost it of course as i'm talking but there was a twitter thread that was that had a bunch of current black developers and games developed by black people so that if you wanted to support developers who do prioritize black voices, this is the place to go. And of course, Twitter just fucking reloaded and I lost it. Okay, give me a sec. Sorry. <laughs> give me a sec to find this again. Because I'm just getting really frustrated right now. No, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess uh, I could 
while we're waiting, I'll shout out a more recent black character that was, I think, really well written. Mm. Was um, her name? I think. Oh my god, I'm forgetting how to pronounce her name. It's Siri, I think, from Siri. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay. You know, it doesn't surprise me that they have prominent black characters in the Star Wars series because they always have. Yeah. From the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And they have so many different races. It's like so all inclusive. Yeah. And uh, I want to shout out Siri because she's like a very well written character that with like very interesting flaws, very interesting desires. And like through a lot of the game. Uh, your main character and her, although she's trying to mentor you, uh, they butt heads a lot because her former Padawan, without trying to get into spoilers for the game if people mm. want to play it, um, has conflicting information. And so she has to like kind of explain herself and explain her actions. And like she has a lot of depth to her character and she's made some mistakes. But So I have a question. Mm-hmm. If they made her any other color, would you... Would you know she was black based on the character and development? To answer that, no. Okay. No. That was my question. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, they just drop characters in and were like, we're going to make them black. Yeah. Like, what? I, I think it was in one of the Resident Evils, it, there was a black cop. Shut Whatever his name was. Or was her. Him, him, him. Oh. And, like, uh, one of the really old ones. Uh, Resident Evil 2, there was a black cop, I think. He Mar- dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's in the remake, too, Marvin. <laughs> Just random. It could have been any race. Yeah, and they yeah, just yeah. were like, oh, we're going to put in. It's like the Tolkien yeah. black person. I, with, with Star Wars, I don't know how much of it is like uh, casting and stuff because all those characters are like modeled after the actors themselves. Oh, they that's really dope. They don't look like the characters. They look like the real actors. That's cool. So, yeah. So, yeah. So she might have like features. But then again, with Star Wars, it's hard because yeah. it's a future. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You know, so. I found it. Okay. Oh, yeah, sorry. It took me a second. Uh, okay. So this comes from. At T. Derringer, uh, Teresa Derringer, who put together a list of, she basically says, not sure what to play, try these games by black developers. So I'm going to shout her out directly, and I'm going to pull it right from her list. Uh, Hack and Slash Through Deadly Depths of Catacomb Kids by designer and pixel artist 4-Bit Friday. Uh, 4-Bit Friday is Tyreek Plummer. He seems like he's a solo dev, and he has created a game, so go check that out. You can find it on Steam. Um, get retro in Jay and Silent Ball, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl Enjoy by Bang, um, which we had James on the podcast and uh, Justin as well, who is one of the co-founders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, platform through the clever Chrono Ghost from software engine and software engineer and founder of Night Nighttime Studios, Kelly Davis. You can find that on Steam as well. Nice. Um, Puzzle through Luna from software engineer Impossible Scott's previous team, Fun- Phenomena. Phenomena. No. Phenomena, but it's spelled with fun. Like Phenomena. F-U-R. Is it the name of the game or the company? Uh, the name of the game is Luna. The name of the team is Phenomena. Is that like Luna Picross? Because I have played Luna Picross, and I love Maybe. Luna Picross. Just show him the picture. You show should the know the picture. picture. Nope, not that. It's totally different. All right, well. Uh, check this game out. Blaze Revenge. showed him the picture. <laughs> Blaze Revenge and Mafia 3 by gameplay design Lauren E. Scott and her previous team at 2K. You can catch that on PlayStation and Steam. Jump into Dance Central 3 with visuals from art lead Zet16 is her Twitter handle. Let me just double check. Lisette Teacher Montgomery and her past team at Harmonix. Explore Worlds, uh, that's also, you can find that more about that on the Harmonix website. Explore Worlds with artist Umaru Jalo's work on Spore. That's from also on Steam from EA Maxis. Play Power Rangers Legacy Wars, where, hold on, at Marcus and Games, Marcus Montgomery 
was senior gameplay designer in charge of designing character abilities and game balance at Anway Games. Play the popular ga- card game Matatu by game engine programmer Zed Jasper. Yep, Zed Jasper at Co- Cola Studios. I almost said Koala Studios. That's on <laughs> iOS or Android. So there's, and other people have also chimed in with more here, but I'm just going to pull directly from Teresa's list. Mm-hmm. If any of that interests you, or if you want to find out more, go hit her up on Twitter. Uh, the list is such a cool fucking idea. And I'm really glad that people, you know, that there are shout outs to places where they can go support black actual developers. black developers, right? Mm. And to, to kind of build off that, um, I, the other thing that I put together is a list of companies. And I want to know, Dustin, your opinion on companies jumping on now, because some of them seem genuine and other companies seem like they're just bandwagoning to try and get good press. Am I wrong here? No, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I think when money talks, money talks. Right, because like things like like L'Oreal has like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, there was L'Oreal should be like Black Lives Matter. They literally make makeup for black women and have black women spokesperson. Yeah, as as you know, so. Well, there was the reason I was actually bringing up L'Oreal is that there was a prominent uh, black trans person who sh- who spoke up about one of the killings a few years ago and she got dropped by L'Oreal because she's picking it. Um, but so, so what I wanted to do, and because we are talking about video games, right? I wanted to bring a focus to the companies in the gaming industry that are actually putting money where their mouth is, right? So Humble Bundle is, uh, announced a $1 million fund dedicated to publishing games by black developers. Uh, Ubisoft committed $100,000 donating to the NAACP and Black Lives Matter. Uh, They had a statement that said, the killing of George Floyd and the systemic systemic racism faced by the black community is deeply disturbing and painful. We believe in liberty and equality and stand in solidarity with black team members. Discrimination, exclusion, and prejudice are things we should all work to change. Can I stop you just a minute? I think it's great that they're donating money. What I would like to see them do Mm. is bring more black people into their companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Say something about that. Give mm-hmm. people opportunities. Donating money is great, but also open up your doors to be like, we're going to bring yeah. in more people. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And I really hope they do. And like, I, do I, I really wonder how much they already are. You know what I mean? Just because we don't know. But like, I hope it's, uh-huh. I hope they continue to do so. And if they're not, they better fucking start. Because yeah, this same. kind of, this kind of lip service is only going to work for so long. Uh, Devolver Digital made a $65,000 donation in support of Black Lives Matters through Act Blue. Uh, Itch.io has put together a bundle for racial justice and equality with a minimum $5 purchase price. They, all the funds raised will be split between the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund and ACT Blues Community Bail Fund. Uh, Games Done Quick made a $2,500 do- donation to Lake Street Council's We Love Lake Street project. Uh, Square Enix pledged $250,000 to support Black Lives Matter and other charities, including Showing Up for Racial Justice, the Anti-Racist Research and Policy Center, Equal Justice Initiative, and Color Lines. And they're also going to match individual employee donations. Uh, Evo, which is the Evolution Championship Series, donated $7,500 each to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund and the We Love Lake Street Project in Minneapolis. EA is committing a million dollars worldwide, so it's not just the U.S. They're, they're, they're going to be looking into different That's great. causes all over the world. And they promised to double match all employee contribution made through its Your Cause program during the month of June. So anybody who donates, if you're an EA dev, and by chance you're fucking listening, cool. Also... Donate because EA is willing to double back it, on it yeah. double. Yeah. And that's basically what I've been able to find. Um, and of course, there are plenty of other companies who have also stood up and said, you know, Black Lives Matter and they're talking about it. But these are the companies that are actually 
donating and seemingly yeah trying to do something about and I, it. I think that's really great for like the gaming community and hopefully you know gamers will also and i'm sure i'm sure there are i'm <clears> sure there are tons of gamers who like are donating and at the end of the podcast we're actually going to have a list of some places that you guys can donate but like i said before it takes more than just donating Mm -hmm. and it really starts with a conversation and if we can just get this conversation going then we won't have to donate so Mm -hmm. much yeah so at the end of the day it's great that they're donating but i hope they're doing more than just giving money Right. right um yeah, it just it needs to start with a conversation. And also, because we do have this platform, if anyone has any questions, like, please post them, ask them. I will address them. Like, this is the one time where I'm willing to be like, I will educate you on something <laughs> that if you don't know, yeah. right? Because I feel like a lot of black people are tired of having to educate but it's different when you have to educate somebody because there's like this willful ignorance mm-hmm. than when somebody is really like asking specific questions and you can ask them. Mm-hmm. When somebody's like, hey, can you educate my children yeah. on racism? <laughs> that's a fucking long, <laughs> long lesson. That's like a life lesson. How long, how long you got? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't have that long, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Don't be afraid to ask your friends specific questions. And... Your black friends who know that you you care and you like you really want to be a part of this movement towards a better tomorrow, as as corny as that sounds, will listen, will talk with you so that you are more informed when you go out into the world and talk to your white friends. Mm-hmm. Oh. Thanks. Well, thank you, Destiny, because and I I'm glad that we talked about this today. And um and I'm I'm glad that you spoke up. Because, like I said, uh, as as this podcast will hopefully, knock on wood, fingers crossed, continue to grow, I would love for your voice to reach more people. Because I think I think you do have a powerful voice, and I do think that you are smart, and you are incredibly well-spoken. You are smart. Yes. <laughs> and you are incredibly well-spoken, and you bring a lot of good to this world. So I'm sorry that you ever have to question of whether... You're a bitch or not? I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> you are, but it's awesome, and I don't mean it like that. I know, but it's just you need to be heard. Thank you. So I'm glad that you guys are willing to listen. That's really important. Of course, we got you. We always will. So I think that brings us to the end of this week's show. Yeah, that was. Whew, I'm exhausted. It was a tough but an important. Conversation. It was, and I'm was. glad that. I'm really glad that we had that, that and I, talk. And I hope you feel a bit better, Dee, too. Like I do. Yo, like this week has been a bunch of me just getting stuff off my chest. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been relieving, alleviating. Cathartic. You know? Cathartic. Because right, right. I do feel very heavy, even at work. I feel very heavy. Um, but I know I'll get through it. And, and that's something that I wanted to say, like... Um, we have to keep fighting because those who fought before us, we can't afford to stop fighting because of those who are coming after us. And that's like, you know, if I have children or if my, you guys have children, like mm-hmm. we, we have to, yeah. we have to make it a better place. Mm-hmm. Like this is just unacceptable. So, um, 
moving forward, I know you guys will. Mm-hmm. And I have no doubt that you will, you know, and I hope our listeners out there, wherever you may be, even if you're not in America, if you're in Canada, if you're in Russia. Yo, you Czech Republicans. You, yeah. <laughs> and that one Denmark person. Please think about the person beside you. Please think about their plight because their plight ultimately is your plight too. It's all of ours. If you would help, you would hope that someone would help you if you were in that situation. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So less selfishness, more brotherly and sisterness. Yeah. Get loud. And and to, to all the white people listening, get loud. Get really loud. Because it's... We're... Black people are parched and we need a moment. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Someone else needs to talk. Somebody else needs right. to talk. And like, we need to be the ones to... Because it's, it's white people doing this shit and it takes fire to beat fire. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, if we want to see a future where things like this are a distant memory, then it's going to take literally all of us. And I just want to say, when I say white people, I know it's not all white people. Mm -hmm. I don't even think, yeah. No, because somebody, you just never know. And maybe this is the, just the the things that I grew up with being black and having to second, you know, guess myself just in case. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be, I'm I'm not trying to blanket statement of course. white people. Of course. And I just, I need that to, I needed to say that because you just never know how people mm-hmm. are going to take yeah. the things that you're saying. And let me say this. If at some point in this conversation that you as a listener felt, wow, they're attacking white people, you can leave. Don't come <laughs> back. Don't check us out next week. Stop fucking following us. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. And don't come back. Because that kind of fucking mentality is exactly what people are fighting against. Yeah. And yeah. you can see yourself out. Goodbye. Um, did you guys see, so very quickly, just uh, maybe to end on a more positive note, did you guys see what Seth Rogen was doing online? No. Because it fucking, I couldn't st- not stop laughing. What was he doing? He posted just a picture of like, like a picture that said Black Lives Matter, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, being a high profile celebrity, he got plenty of comments being like, all lives matter, police lives matters. And he took the time and he was there for quite a while going, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck you too, you can leave, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you, and replying to individual comments, just being like, fuck you, you can leave, don't watch my shit anymore, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. I love him! And that's what I mean, like... Yeah, no, I love him. I, I Honestly, I really hate the All Lives Matter yeah. movement, yeah. because it's yeah. like, we're not saying that other lives don't no. matter, we're saying the lives that people don't seem to care about, we need to put that in the forefront. Because right now, black people are suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Not white people. If you really think all lives matter, then just say black lives matter. Like, it doesn't matter, right? It shouldn't even (laughs) fucking matter. Yeah. Yeah. Really, like, if your fucking ego is so small that you feel like with people are getting Let's make this about me. Yeah, exactly. People are dying in the streets and you're like... my life matters. I need a haircut. Oh, my God. Karen, my nails. (laughs) So, Destiny. Yeah. You're the one hosting this week, so you got to bring us home. All right. So, um, Darren, do you have anything you want to say? No, I'm all good. All right. Matt, do you have anything you want to say? Destiny, I'm going to thank you one last time. And just know that we're with you, and we're going to keep fighting, and we're going to keep being loud about this. Thank and you it, so much, Destiny. And oh. if there is anybody... That would be the nice thing that yeah. I should have said yeah. a okay. second ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like I said, if anybody's listening has a problem with what we're talking about, kindly leave. 
Yeah. <laughs> or not so kindly. I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you fall. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wanted to say thank you guys for letting me, you know, come on the platform and use it to actually have this discussion. It's very important. I wanted to give a shout out to Alistair because he messaged me to check on me. Oh, and so I nice. thought that was amazing like I cried and I didn't know how to respond I know my response was very corny it was like oh my god thank you (laughs) but like I appreciate that Alistair because we don't know each other we only know each other through the podcast Mm -hmm. so thank you so much and for anybody and everybody who's checked on me thank you um it means a lot because it's been a really rough week yeah so yes Please continue to go out there, have those conversations. If you haven't had them, start having them. And, you know, just be kind to each other. And, you know, the world will be a better place for it. Great. And that's it. So everybody say bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Deuces.